Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 74 of Utopia to Me with me, your host, Chris Locke. How's it going? 74 episodes. Wow, that's amazing how random I do this podcast, but still have made it to 74 at least. And if you're listening, thanks so much. Uh, and also, when you say Utopia to Me to like friends and all the people that you promote the show to, you know, because thank you for promoting it and telling everyone to come come on by and listen to it. You got to say it like this, man. You got to say it like, see, my wife, Kathleen, made up the name. And it was a parody of like, you know, when Robert De Niro and Taxi Driver is like, you talking to me? Are you talking to me? There's no one else here. I'm, I'm crazy. I'm going to kill the governor or whatever. You talking to me? So you got to be like, utopia to me? Utopia to me? So just think about that next time you're walking around on the street having a coffee with some friends. And you're like, they're like, what podcast should I listen to? Because I don't have a job and I just, uh, I'm doing whatever I like. Uh, go, utopia to me? And they'll be like, all right, I guess. Uh, this episode's good. This was, uh, they're all good. Uh, they're all great. We were both at the Odd Block Comedy Fest recently in Winnipeg and just hung out in my hotel room for a sec and chatted about comedy and utopias. And it's Nick Nemiroff. Nick Nemiroff is a fast rising. I, I love watching him do stand up, super funny stand up and comedian. And he also has a duo that, uh, called Skate or Die at Hotmail. Uh, those guys, it's him and Gavin Pounds that are super funny. So you got to watch them. They're out of Toronto, but Nick also travels to LA a lot. So he's always doing shows in LA, like Hot Tub and, uh, uh, with Kurt Bronaller and Kristen, uh, Shaw and so much more. Oh yeah. He's uh, on the rise cause he's so funny. And so we hung out in my hotel room in Winnipeg and chatted for a bit and had some laughs and also maybe got serious about like real opinions but it's really good, so you're going to love it. This is episode 74. That was a bigger introduction. Or No, it's all right. It's around the same time. But I just wanted to clarify, like, when Utopia to me, that's how it was named, all right? Kathleen said that to me on the phone one time. I was like, I want to do a podcast about a utopia where we talk to people about what their utopias would be like. What should we call it? And she just instantly went, Utopia to me? And we started laughing and we were already married at that point, so the sparks were, had, were have already been flying for years. Isn't she nice? There you go. Episode 74 with Nick Nemiroff, super funny guy. You guys recline those chairs back, throw the Cherry Garcia ice cream into your face, and listen to this uh, lovely episode. Here we go. Ready?
Enjoy. I got to drink this uh, green tea to get uh, the synapses firing in my gray matter. Mm-hmm. Green and gray. Wow. Two colors that the Hulk has been. When has he been gray? <laughs> when he's older? <laughs> <laughs> Old Incredible Hulk. I'm gray. Yeah. No, I think he started gray and then went green. Oh, okay. Once they developed color on television. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, they had big, long meetings about it. They were like, <laughs> I'm not sure about the gray. And it was pretty, yeah. I mean, the green adds a lot. And then uh, they never, well, yeah, as you can tell, Marvel doesn't exist anymore. That's true. <laughs> in, this, in this world, in this universe, there is no Marvel. <laughs> the non-Marvel universe. In my perfect utopian world. <laughs> um, what an awkward, I'm trying to get warmed up. Hi. Yeah. Okay. Have, is there is that matcha green tea? No, it's a but it's some sort of David's tea. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say this to the people listening. No, this will warm us up. Say a nice big hi to everybody. Hey everyone, I am here. That's <laughs> Nick Nemiroff, stand-up comedian mm-hmm. from Toronto. No, from Montreal. Right on. Out of Toronto right now, but mm-hmm. also goes to L.A. a lot. L.A. Love that yeah. Hollywood life. Yeah, and uh, your sister lives in L.A. As a photographer? Uh, as a museum. As a museum. Curator. As a museum. <laughs> I don't know what the last word is. Curator? Creator? Oh, I'm uh, sorry to say. Uh, well, I haven't seen her in a long time, but I remember her photographs, too. Right. She so did, th- yeah, start out as a photographer. I assume that's just what was... Yeah, cool. She's very mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. Shout out to Davida. Hey, Davida, and um, I know your brother. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, are you going back to... Oh, and we're in Winnipeg. We are. Let's just say that. Shout out to Oddblock. Oddblock Comedy <laughs> Festival. But that's also why I'm tired, because we drank a bit last night. It was the first night. Mm-hmm. And uh, tied one on to a degree. Yeah, not wild. Not maximum, but I was drinking a couple double gin and sodas. Oh, that's what it was. I yeah. Stayed, I stayed mostly beer. <laughs> yeah, but that would still kill me. <laughs> I only had 45 beers. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, you had two double gins? <laughs> I had 45 beers. I'm fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, but then I woke up early here and had a Tim Hortons breakfast and it was really stupid. Mm-hmm. You don't feel good after? I know. And because I ate it and then also watched The Defenders on Netflix. It's oh. a, it's another Marvel comic. I don't know why there's Marvel comic theme. Because... Because I probably watched Defenders. Yeah. <laughs> it's really go. stupid. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen any. I know it's like yeah, a combination of all the individual shows, right? <laughs> it's like the Avengers TV show. Yeah, it's uh, Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, and <laughs> Iron Fist. <laughs> Imagine telling this to your grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so stupid that I even watched one episode but i think i watched three uh i'm sure it's good yeah i'm out of it and then we met up with some friends and had lunch or no you didn't we met up with you after it's true so i'm also on a big burritos in my belly why am i making up excuses let's get action packed cool all right i'm drinking this tea we're waking up are you happy to be here in winnipeg i'm happy to be here in winnipeg i love manitoba (laughs) one of my favorite provinces (laughs) yeah um, I don't like uh, how they gender the province. They say she. 
They say man, Itova. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> honk, honk. Um, there, first real joke of the day. Yeah. Um, to say some of your accomplishments as a stand-up, I will say personally that I love watching you do stand-up. <laughs> Very you. funny all the time. Great style. Great writing. Thank and you. you're pretty tight. You don't like. Uh, you don't get too loose. You got your like. You're a super airtight writer, and yeah, that's good. I'm not like that. Yeah, I. Uh, I meander a bit. Right. I think the meandering is. Yeah, I think it's always grass is greener kind of thing. Like I wish I was more meandering. Really? <laughs> yeah. Or I just wish. I think I'm only recently started to just feel more loose on stage. Not necessarily at these shows, just because. I don't know. It's his first time here, so I want to do... Yeah, you want to make an impression? Like, yeah, exactly. Uh, but like in shows back home now, yeah, I feel much just more confident going up, and I think that has a lot to do with it. And you have those solid jokes as an anchor. Right, so yeah. So you're like, all right, I'll just go back to the... Yeah. If In case it gets a little... Yeah. Totally. What else have you done? You did a lot. You've done Hot Tub a bunch or something in L.A. That's a good show. That is, yeah, a very great show. And, uh, well, it's just because we were talking about it before I hit record. It's true. I did bring it up. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, hot tub with Kurt and Kristen. Then put your hands together. Yeah, one of my comedy fa- podcast. Oh, really? Mm. Is it the best? It's also great. Yeah, it's like those shows just like have an audience of like super fans. Uh, yeah, and just like people, you could you know breathe in a certain way, and it would make it would just like kill. Like it's just people who are like foaming at the mouth for a comedy i need that so I know, bad right I now know. it's so crazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's weird it's like this, this might sound like petty and complainy ish <laughs> but in canada right now i can kill and i'm still like just going home feeling Dejected. unsatisfied or something it's weird uh-huh. i think i'm just going through a phase yeah fair i think always that happens. the other thing is just yeah you just always want literally the most amazing set ever to happen anytime yeah. on stage yeah i think once you become pretty adept at stand-up mm-hmm. you do quote-unquote kill mm-hmm. but yeah you want it to be this new level of like maximum bonkers. celebration yeah. like Tell you want them. them to touch your body <laughs> <laughs> and like give you desserts and like money and treats and yeah they do that at every show in la <laughs> <laughs> It's a dessert table and people <laughs> rub your belly. <laughs> yeah. That was an amazing set, dude. Um, <laughs> here's, here. Yeah. Oh, right over here. Yeah. <laughs> There's some eclairs and uh, Nanaimo bars. Yeah. What else have you done? Done the uh, Melbourne Comedy Fest. Yeah. Uh, that's also an easy... Uh, thing to say that sounds good but in actuality i was in a friend's musical comedy that was in the melbourne international comedy festival so it was a legit part but it was filling in for somebody and i had to uh, last minute well it was like somebody could only do half the run and so they asked me like yeah sort of as the show started if i could come in like in a week or whatever and uh yeah it was probably the most i remember the night before i cried (laughs) on the streets of melbourne because i was so nervous to have to do musical comedy yeah (laughs) Uh, i actually can never picture that in a million years (laughs) yeah exactly would you ever do it again um i 
if it was the same circumstance of like a friend needing someone else that they trusted to do the part, then I think I would do it again. And yeah. I'm happy I did it in the end, but it was like the most humiliating. It was the most humiliating thing to happen to me even before I stepped on stage. <laughs> like that's how I was picturing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but then it whatever it was obviously nothing is as bad as you make it seem in your head can you sing a line i don't know to be honest not. i don't remember and it was like um, a, a sound of music parody about the nazis <laughs> so i don't think it would the uh, producers <laughs> mm, yeah, it was the producers <laughs> with Will Farrell and Matthew Broderick. And oh, I had to step in for Nathan Lane. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. But did you sneak out and jump on some stand-up shows? Uh, some out there, yeah. None of like the Actual notable shows. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. But you uh, recommended a, a weird Australian comedian on Twitter a while ago that you met down there. Mm-hmm. And I followed him on Twitter, and he's like... he's. Oh, I know what you're talking about. He doesn't Clinton. have a lot of followers, but he's so funny. Clinton Haynes? Yeah. Yeah, he is funny. He's literally maybe insane. Yeah. Like, especially if you are going by his Twitter. <laughs> yeah, but I saw there's clips of him performing. Oh, yeah. He's so talented and so funny. So funny. And it's such a... It's weird that he doesn't have a lot of followers. Yeah, I bet he would feel the same way. <laughs> um, so he maybe he's just starting out, but yeah. Uh, I think it's just like yeah just you know if you're not if you're a bit weird on stage let's say yeah uh, in a but, good way but i saw clips where he's being obviously weird and stuff but he's killing like he's doing well yeah every time i've seen him he's killed but yeah i think it's just it's obviously not a straight line you from need like more you need being really funny you need to hands touching here <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah that's huh. yeah the problem or not the problem but yeah clinton if you're listening he's funny yeah send you're funny send us a letter yeah from overseas <laughs> yeah to the alt hotel <laughs> yeah and you run a show in toronto yeah that is like really good with oh. uh, your friend gavin who's also super funny yeah shout out gavin pounds yeah and uh called skater diet hotmail.com yeah and I love doing it. Yeah, we love having you on. Um, Friend of the show. Oh, thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Anything else going on? Um, nothing really going on at the moment. And going to the <laughs> San Francisco comedy competition. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's going to be great. I hope so. It's Just being in San Francisco will be great. Yes. I, I love it there. I know everyone complains that it's been gentrified and changed but by all the tech yeah but it's not like a robot city (laughs) some of the old stuff is still there i guess so yeah i'll find out (laughs) (laughs) yeah i guess yeah i haven't been in two years i think Mm -hmm. nice what do you think about comedy competitions i think that uh it's obviously not necessarily whoever is the funniest wins it (laughs) yeah Uh, although sometimes it is but i think it's yeah obviously comedy is so subjective yeah and it means a lot to the people in the competition. So I've hard. definitely lost a few competitions to handsomer men. <laughs> Do you think that's a thing? Uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like every little thing is probably worth something. <laughs> that sounds like a quote from the Bible. 
I was reading the Bible earlier today, <laughs> as I do every morning. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Every little thing is probably a little something. It's probably yeah. something like that. It, it was, like, I mean, yeah. Something? We can play back, figure out what it was. <laughs> yeah, I'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll later. rewind. And, um, you, yeah, you've listened to this podcast before, or yeah. you just know what it's about? No, listen to it. Listen to many episodes. Really? Totally. Oh, my Big God. Fan. I remember a retweet that I did of one of the Utopia to me I think got me a Chris Locke follow. Really? I'm pretty sure. I think it was the Nathan episode. Yeah. Mm. Everyone loves the Nathan. (laughs) I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) He's my biggest celeb. Uh, Draw. Probably. Yeah. I'd imagine. He's really funny, eh? <laughs> Nathan Fielder. <laughs> Nathan Fielder is funny. pretty funny, eh? He's yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> that's he, what the rest of my career has been like since he moved, <laughs> since he moved to LA. Nathan Fielder is pretty oh, funny, fuck. eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember one time in Montreal last year when we were me. You, oh Tom yeah, we should talk about that. That was a really fun time. That was very fun. But I remember yeah. you on stage being like, "Do you guys know I'm friends with Nathan Fielder?" <laughs> But I probably said that. Oh, totally in a ironic. For yes, some, for some reason. Yes, I think I never say that for real. Of like, course, yeah. no, no, no. It was like I think it was very, very funny. But I think <laughs> you were thinking it was not going funny on stage, and we're just trying to <laughs> grab the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those shows were really fun, though. I mm-hmm. thought they were. I thought well, you came on. The, we did a mini tour with well Tom Henry and Sarah Hennessy, and I just put it together, just like four nights, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but you ended up being in Montreal, so you jumped on that show, and we were happy to have you. And then you decided to come with us to Ottawa. Yeah, man. And then you went back to Montreal after Ottawa. <laughs> I did for a night, and then I went back to Toronto. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was really fun, though. I'm glad you came on those shows. Yeah. But I maybe it was just one joke didn't hit, and then I probably made that joke. Because I, I yeah. remember those shows as being like super fun. No, they were. It was, yeah, yeah. in the moment kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Can I? This episode it features you, but it's mostly going to be me defending my <laughs> career and style of comedy. <laughs> I I'm a full defender. As I remember, the uh, jokes were doing very well. <laughs> I yeah, I was laughing my ass hey, off. You, oh, yeah. you can swear on this, right? Now we fucking can. <laughs> oh, cool. Um, that always happens, eh? What? When uh, someone goes, "Can we swear on this?" Like on a podcast or a radio thing, and True. the person goes, "Fuck yeah!" Or like yeah, they always that like is probably one of the most. It's uh, a cliche in radio and podcasts. Totally, yeah. Or they say, no, you can't fucking swear, you asshole. Yeah. Let's, before we talk about your utopia, let's talk about those type of men whose (laughs) sense of humor is just being mean to guys all the time. What do you think about those guys? I think those guys are funny, man. (laughs) You know, they're like, hey, shithead. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) And it's like, ha, my best friend, you're a fucking loser. Yeah. There's, I would say, a lot of those people do stand up. <laughs> and uh are yeah i think i don't even believe do you think that they think that's funny i think they're just like i don't know what it is i think they're like i don't know like maybe those type of people always make me feel like they're not aware of how their psychology is being worn on their sleeve right like it seems like almost like this aggro insecurity oh i mean i think 100 percent that's what it is yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i have a controversial idea that i've just thought of recently because i was 
I did Jordan Foisey's show recently. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. I shouldn't say. But anyways, <laughs> I've had this idea that like when you see new people getting into comedy, because comedy is really hot and like trendy right now, totally. which is fine. But uh, a lot of good, funny people out there, too. But like when you see this sort of like, I don't want to generalize, but like there's a sort of like sheltered, privileged, rich kid that gets into it, mm-hmm. you know, in a weird way. And then... And I'm not from like, you know, eight mile background or anything. I was like, I, you know, it was okay. But like, and it feels like there's this type of humor with like a sheltered kid that gets into comedy where they're just making fun of other people. Right. I hate that. Yeah. I think that's I hate- also just all, uh, hopefully a sign of just also being very new to comedy. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I thought too hard about what brought that up. But yeah. <laughs> but no, I think that's probably true. I think it's just a lot of people. I say my long-standing theory is that 10% of comedy is funny, and therefore 10% of people are funny. <laughs> so 90% of people. Are, Why? Why'd you pick 10? Uh, That's a really low percent. I don't think it's that low. I mean, I, that, right. that's oh, yeah, also... I guess you're right. Yeah, globally, it's not that low. Yeah. I think it's like... Uh, 10% of all of the planet Earth. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. And just like of comics maybe 10 percent of all comics being funny is too low but that's we're the only creature on the planet that is like you think that guy's funny (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think i think i think that's true yeah i don't know what most animals are saying to each other i do have (laughs) dr Doolittle syndrome (laughs) (laughs) i know that bears are also like that (laughs) i have a great sense of humor i like that it's a syndrome (laughs) (laughs) i'm afflicted with it (laughs) help doc i've got dr Doolittle syndrome (laughs) Um, yeah. yeah, you think other animals out there try to, like, you know? Impress. Well, they, like, try to impress their, you know, to mate or whatever. And I guess that's ultimately what comedians are doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, even when, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, 10%, I like that. Mm-hmm. You're right. There's a good 10% in Toronto, that's for sure. Well, that's the thing. And I think it's the same ratio everywhere, but because there are just so many more mm-hmm. people doing comedy in Toronto. There's a school that teaches comedy in Toronto. There is a school, yeah. Did you go to it? No, I didn't. But I obviously have, just by doing comedy, have a lot of friends and have met a lot of people who have Mm -hmm. done it. I think, though, to be fair to that school, they do say, we can't make you funny, but we can make someone who's funny, funnier. That's nice. Yeah. And I obviously noticed that, yeah, you can tell that people that are naturally funny go to it. And then people that are not naturally funny go to it. Like, that has nothing to do with the school. Right. I do think they have an audition process. And I do think that... They're generous? I don't even think it's generous. I think it's 100% acceptance. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> if you pay the thing. I think they yeah. have, have an audition process. I, don't I was going to Dalhousie University in Halifax mm-hmm. um, when I was uh, now, like, 19. And um, I just partied. Mm-hmm. And I only got one credit. I dropped classes. Oh, you I, it was hard. <laughs> yeah, it was like really bad. Mm. And they were still like, "You can come back, no problem." To Dalhousie? Yeah, they're oh. like, "We'll just put you on teacher, or we'll put you on probation." But so, and I didn't. That's when I dropped out and started getting into comedy, like way back then. But mm-hmm. I think it showed me, like, oh yeah, this is just a—they make money. Right, yeah, exactly. From students. Yeah, like, 100%. I totally forgot about that aspect. Oh, it's like a wild 
money making uh, opportunity. <laughs> we should start our own university. I, I fucking will. Mm-hmm. Uh, you remember your first stand up set? Yeah. Where was it? And I remember some of the jokes. <laughs> oh, I'd love to. It was at Einstein's. Oh, yeah, nice in story. Toronto, which is on college, and uh, but it used to be on Tuesday nights, and oh, it, nice. before it switched to Sunday nights, mm-hmm. and you'd actually get some pretty good. Like Yox guys dropping in there at that time. Like really? I don't. I'm no offense to no one who'd ever listened to this that does Einstein's <laughs> for sure. I don't think but, anyone would. I don't even know who does that show anymore. Right. It's like its own sort of like sheltered yes. sort of dark community. Yeah, I've been once or twice maybe. And how'd it feel? Horrible. I was also newer to comedy, so felt even less comfortable. Well, you know what? I hate to say it, but. Einstein's and a couple shows like that throughout the city at that time because this was like early 2000s like 2000 basically mm-hmm. they're the reason I ended up going and getting into improv and sketch oh for a because few it years. was so brutal yeah because I was like oh I want to play with people and have fun and doing stand-up seems to be like hate crimes every fucking night yeah well, but i was but i have to admit i was going to some of the wrong shows and i didn't know because i was just but doing time, it by myself were yeah. there even good open mic like but that's the thing by yeah. the time like people like me who were like just like 21 22 at that time like i was the one in like we were the ones influenced by mr show and stuff like that mm-hmm. and so we hadn't like fully started to spread yet so it was a sort of old school like Club end comic. of the 80s style road dog comedian that was still big. Right, yeah. You know, like maybe, I don't know, Chappelle was starting to get big then, but, you know, mm. but it wasn't like, it wasn't like, like it was like the mid 2000s when quote the quote unquote alternative comedy started to blow up. Right, totally. Like Galifianakis. Pat, yeah. Pat yeah. Oswalt, that kind of and stuff. David Cross's album like changed a lot of things in 2003. Mm. So yeah, yeah. When I first started, it was like my hero was like a Richard Pryor like <laughs> movie that I saw over and over again, you know? Like, yeah. And then whatever I would see on Just for Last reruns. Mm-hmm. So it was like... Just for Last reruns have probably influenced <laughs> more comedians in Canada than yeah. almost anything, I would say. At least maybe up until like seven years ago <laughs> until until people saw all of us watching. being able to do it <laughs> mm. yeah it is good yeah and like uh they used to just do those galas now they have the all accesses so you get a lot more variety but uh mm-hmm. yeah those were super influential uh what was i talking about <laughs> yeah Einstein's. I, oh yeah yes. so my first set was there i signed up and then oh, yeah. two weeks later went back oh that's how it worked you go there and be like, yeah, I would they were like to do full. the show. Right. I went and watched. But I, I am saying at that time, I, I did see some funny guys that I still remember that I liked that were funny. And I think mm-hmm. some of them still tour and stuff. But then there was a lot of like, and I think in every city, open mics have that like angry person oh God, yeah. crew that sort of shelters and huddles in their own like few shows and says hateful things. Yeah. They're <laughs> just like, yeah, I think a lot of hateful things, but also I think from watching comics like probably Jezelnik and Louis C.K. now or whatever, just like think they're being so right outrageous and that will be funny. But they 
obviously don't have the they're missing ability. the joke writing part <laughs> yeah exactly yeah they just like we'll say the most they'll just say the thing. either racist or homophobic or just full-on gross thing yeah that happens but you know i think it's good to just know you're not like that yes that's true <laughs> yeah but yeah my first joke i one of them was i do you remember the Jenga commercial from way back in the day, the game, board game Jenga? I feel like you uh, might maybe. be too young for that. I remember Jenga. But the song was like, Jenga, Jenga, Jenga. My joke was like, when I hear that song on the commercial, I want to break dance. And then I just did the song. I was like, Jenga, 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 You take a block from the bottom and you... And I like beat by and I like didn't like break dancing moves and stuff. <laughs> it was really stupid. That's amazing for for like that's so much uh, confidence and like stage awareness. For yeah, like, your first one. I definitely became as a stand up in my first ten years. It was a huge long calling of like super weirdness into a more straight. Like it took me like ten years to learn how to talk to. <laughs> Um, regular people <laughs> like i was really weird that's why sketch and improv really helped me yeah you could be as crazy as you want in those yeah. and like totally common yeah like some of my first joke jokes were pretty bizarre like one of my ones that i used to do at the early laugh sabbath days all the time was mm-hmm. like i'd be like check i'd always say check this out before i'd say a joke <laughs> and then the joke would just be like a random thing right but one of my oldest ones was, I'd be like, check this out. Um, welcome, everybody. As mayor as the city, I am, <laughs> I'm proud to present to you guys, everyone, the banana house. <laughs> and everyone would, call, and then they'd mm-hmm. be like, cut to one year later. Mm-hmm. Man, I hate this city. This city sucks. Let's get out of here. I hate it. I hate it. Let's go. I hate it. What are you talking about, man? This city has a banana house. <laughs> Uh, have you seen the banana house lately it's gross <laughs> and that was it that was like my <laughs> fucking joke like could you imagine I mean, like, that's crazy yeah <laughs> yeah could you imagine going to a club and trying the banana house joke like to like a major <laughs> yeah like there's flies all over it now it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> i could see a like you could see last sabbath yes like, loving it. it yeah and yeah. then the people at yuck yucks just being like this guy is dumb (laughs) (laughs) this guy is dumb um yeah i also would love to give a shout out (laughs) to laugh sabbath uh the first time me and gavin hung out we went to go watch a laugh sabbath show are you serious Mm -hmm. me gavin and also shout out to my friend matt uh was it at comedy bar or was it at rivoli is that the riv oh sick Mm -hmm. and we bought (laughs) t-shirts because we liked it so much yeah those were my days. Yeah. What show was it? Uh, I don't remember. I think I'm, we would go a few, like we went a few times to the Rivoli. The last one I remember was a five-year anniversary at the Rivoli. That was probably fun. And there was, yeah, cupcakes, I believe. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, sometimes when you and Gavin perform for your show, it reminds me of me and my friend Brian Barlow performing uh-huh. together. It's very nice. Yeah. No, that's why when I first saw you guys doing that, because um, I think I saw you do stand-up first, and then I Probably, saw you guys yeah. doing that back at the place on Danforth. Yeah, the SoCap. Yeah. Then I was like, oh, man, these guys have that vibe. 
mm-hmm. where it's just like pure silly. Yeah. You don't care about breaking like any kind of fourth wall or anything. <laughs> like, yeah, we were totally used to be like that. Yeah. I think we are definitely very influenced by, I don't know if we necessarily saw you and Brian do improv together, but that whole vibe of, yeah, Laugh Sabbath. We did for a year or so, Brian and I would like put on uh, big basketball jerseys and, <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and like silly hats, but never address it. And we do like in interrogation scenes like a, like a really intense dramatic yeah but there'd be no reason <laughs> yeah. for us to be wearing like dressed how we are mm-hmm. <laughs> that was one thing we did yeah that's funny. we uh near the end there before brian moved or uh yeah brian got did this thing that really blew up called the dick mine right yeah solo but like yesterday. before he got into doing stuff like that and papa brava yeah. we would do this thing called the garbage men and we'd come out on stage <laughs> To a loop of the line, We Don't Need No Education by Pink Floyd. But it would (laughs) just be looping that line over and over again. (laughs) And then we'd sit in chairs and eat real food and just talk. (laughs) And uh, But I think what we talked about was like insanely silly and funny. For sure, yeah. But it was just like, oh, those were the good old days. Anyways, why am I reminiscing so much? Oh, because you went when you were a kid. Yeah, I was a kid. (laughs) I feel like it's... And I was five. (laughs) You must have been a kid, though. Uh, It was probably 2021. It was like first... No, second year university, I believe. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Did Davida tell you about it? Uh, Because she used to take photos for Nick Flanagan for Joe Club. Club. Yeah, I knew about... That's how I met her. Yeah, I knew about that, but this I is, think that had stopped before. This might, yeah, it's been a long time. This is a long time. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. Um, the people listening love this information. I bet Toronto <laughs> comics would love this information. I think people should know about all this stuff. It's always yeah. like, I wish there was so a documented. Much ha- uh, so much happened. Mm-hmm. We all started, like, my crew of friends mm-hmm. all started before social media right yeah you know so like there's a good like at least five crazy productive years where it wasn't documented right that's crazy and like every week we did these original things that are like just for the audience that showed up and they're gone in the air you know Mm -hmm. Uh but yeah i mean that's (laughs) amazing that yeah if there again if this was (laughs) the u.s this would be like the story of I don't yeah, know, UCB yeah. or whatever. Some like Nathan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying like the crew collectively, it would yeah. I like know. Some historical people would be like don't you, know, tell you get me. like yeah, yeah, I'm know. sure, yeah. Tell the comedy network you, Yeah, exactly. They're on it. Yeah. You can do a history of Laugh Sabbath fifteen years. It, by the time they realize like what they had, when yeah. they make a history of Laugh Sabbath documentary, mm-hmm. it'll be like in Saving Private Ryan when the real soldiers <laughs> <laughs> talk in the black room. <laughs> you know, they're just like, <laughs> like everybody's going to be whistling and talking and <laughs> crying. <laughs> it's going to be like rem- like survivors reminiscing about World War II. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> um all right well that was nice Mm -hmm. so we caught up we got a lot of you know what but sometimes there's no comedy chat on this podcast so i'm glad that there is sometimes because people need to know and you're listening to my podcast so you you can learn some stuff i'm sure people are aware of some of the history if they're listening to the podcast But before we get into yeah my utopia or your utopia let's talk about 
how you actually like what when was the first time you got in because i just realized you asked me but yeah yeah we're learning about you too <laughs> <laughs> um first time i did comedy i think was either december or january of my first year at university in montreal at the comedy nest for their open mic nice mm-hmm. what made you want to do it uh, I loved stand-up comedy for a long time because I had older siblings who, like, I was very lucky had good taste and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I was like, yeah, listen to Mitch Hedberg, that strategic grill locations when I was growing up, like, over and over and over because of my brother. Yeah. My sister introduced me to Todd Barry. You're definitely influenced by oh, Mitch yeah. Hedberg. And I think, have you and Tom Henry ever talked about him? No, but obviously, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. You can tell. Yeah. yeah. It's but it's a, it is a style, yeah. I think it's just like such a silly, like once you realize like, that because Mitch Hedberg to me is like influenced by obviously Stephen Wright totally. But he's it's like yeah. a brand now. It's not like one guy's thing, you know. Yeah, true. But I guess I think Stephen Wright was just before. I honestly haven't hadn't watched Stephen Wright up until like a few years ago. I watched one of his specials on YouTube, and it was obviously amazing. And From the eighties. Maybe. It was the one where it starts off and he's in like sort of a dilapidated house. I don't know. Does that sound familiar? I never saw it. I just had a cassette oh, right. that I stole from someone when I was a kid. <laughs> but it was the I Have a Pony special. But I listened to that one over and over again. Mm-hmm. See, that is the thing. Like, I wish I wanted to be like that mm-hmm. as a stand up. And obviously, I became more of like the expressive, sort but, of like looser one. But yeah, it's funny. Like, yeah, I I wanted to be that kind of style. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, it seemed like you love jokes. Yeah, okay, like good. Jokes. Yeah, I'm never yeah. sure because I'm like, was that too emotional? Because I no. think I do come from the school of like the jokes have to be there. Right. Yeah. But uh, the yes. Hammer Comedy School of the jokes have to be there. You? <laughs> no, I was just <laughs> <laughs> mentioning that. I should start again. it. Okay, Two hundred bucks go. a class. <laughs> The jokes have to be there. <laughs> yeah, no, because we're going through. I'm, I'm taking away from you talking about your first time again, but by accident. But it's like, good. but we. I would rather hear this than <laughs> I'll listen to this podcast. So I'm. This is better for me. <laughs> yeah, you're like I know my story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just wanted to say like we are going through a big phase, uh, probably since like the Louis C.K. blew up and stuff, where it's become so, and other people, where it's become so autobiographical but 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 like we were saying like ck and bill burr and those people that can be make it seem autobiographical and other people there's jokes underneath like every single joke, beat joke, is joke, a joke, joke but joke, now yeah. we're like you know we're like that swath of new comedians that we were sort of talking about like mm-hmm. are just saying who they are and how they feel oh yeah but the joke writing discipline is not there for some of them sometimes in my opinion right no but, i agree with that you know not to be all bitter but like if anyone's listening and they're psyched about being a comedian, I would just say instead of like this sounding negative, it's just like, oh man, being a proponent for like real jokes, mm-hmm. it's so much more liberating. Especially when you're starting out, like real jokes are worth, unless, I don't know, maybe obviously if you have a interesting story or you are just naturally funny, then you can make it work. But yeah, yeah so many young comics including myself like i had nothing to say about my personal life or like the state of affairs yeah. in the world that i, thought I think you and i was... are both suburban kids yeah yeah so that's the thing so and then maybe that's totally a thing wow this is right. a really i like the comedy we're talking about on cool. this episode yeah. yeah that's a thing like 
you and I are like suburban kids, so we can't just rip a, like insane. Oh my god! Insane stories about like the streets or <laughs> prison or like uh, how we're not we weren't the right gender for a bit. <laughs> like we don't have any of those. Like I get it. So no, yeah. So maybe yeah, maybe that is something to consider. Is like if you got wild ass fucking stories mm-hmm. that blow everyone's mind. Yeah, but if you're like more just growing up in sort of a safer, yeah. chill environment, and you're just like, I'm awkward. Yeah, I'm <laughs> awkward and yeah, nervous. Yeah, that I remember how I used to write jokes just like on my computer in Microsoft Word, and it would just be like very long, trying to be personal stories, and just like none of it. And then like I would read it later. I'm like, I don't think this is at all funny, and like I'm just trying so hard to also amp up the parts that are i don't know it was just like not yeah it was just wasn't what i was actually into or what fit me yeah and i think you do have to do that a lot in you have to do a lot of really bad comedy for a long time oh yeah yeah Yeah, i was yeah that's what made me move away from like yeah i think i've gotten better because i'm older now yeah for for sure in my 20s um I was writing one-off absurd stuff that didn't connect. So mm-hmm. it was just like non sequiturs, yeah. like just random stuff, like the banana house. And then something <laughs> else, the next thing would be, be like totally just as stupid, but have no have connection. No relation, yeah. And then it was nice when I could start realizing like, oh, because like actually another thing about the storytelling stuff that started getting like the more personal stuff, it started helping me be like, oh, I can talk about myself, but I could still at home, write it down beat for beat like mm. so it's joke 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 when i talk about myself but at least there's something behind that yeah why am i getting so into this is this interesting i think so again <laughs> if i was listening to this this is what i would want to hear <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah yeah hmm. maybe i should just change this whole theme of this podcast <laughs> to every other podcast which yeah. just talks about comedy <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna change the name of this podcast to comedy again <laughs> Ah, <laughs> <laughs> eh, whatever no it's nice because you know what because even though i'm <laughs> doing a lot of the talking too i think that this is a good way for the audience to get to know you and mm-hmm. your style because it's really funny and uh yeah last night was a fun show that was great a lot, I'd, I'd say you killed you uh, leveled the place would you say you're a beast <laughs> dude i say i fucking tore it up over there <laughs> i was a very like yeah great crowd who love jokes the crowds in winnipeg are the best mm-hmm. they're just so lovely yeah. yeah um have you thought about any kind of utopian idea if you could we've got oh we got time cool yeah uh, it can be anything doesn't even have to be freaking planet earth you can do anything you want uh a lot of uh Let's just use planet Earth as an example and maybe get rid of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, are you, right now, you, you got it. We're on the 16th floor of a hotel and he's looking out the window at all of Winnipeg. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm already in my utopia right now, <laughs> looking over downtown Winnipeg. <laughs> um, uh, more, less like, uh, I don't know, this is like such a cheesy thing, but like, less ads right in your face all the time for everything <laughs> that's nice no one's yeah. ever said that yeah and that is a real bummer yeah especially i mean in toronto if you go anywhere <laughs> or on the computer on your phone 
yeah it just drives me insane and also how oh it's so insulting like even that thing when we walked by the tim hortons that's right outside this hotel they have a thing an ad outside with for their dark coffee and it goes richer and darker and then it goes like in small letters like because of you like trying to make you feel good that you helped <laughs> tim hortons or i don't know what they're trying to yeah do, but it seems like they're they just like are like you're so like a dumb. self-satisfied <laughs> customers like mm-hmm you listen I'm very proud of myself yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i will stand in the line again <laughs> yeah um yeah the condescending uh, nature of ads like yeah. they literally talk to us like we're children yes it's exactly. so embarrassing yeah um so anything yeah just like none of that would be great uh more uh green space it's, when i come to winnipeg and was being like uh going to where i was staying there's like these huge amazing trees just like lining the streets and like looks sort of you know semi-forest like and it's just like oh yeah you forget how nice that is when you are in downtown toronto <laughs> yeah yeah um well we should go to the forks like tomorrow mm-hmm. or sunday because it's yeah uh there's like the two rivers meet and there's like yeah trees everywhere and yeah it's very nice it's beautiful nature rules totally i like nature more than human beings now yeah <laughs> i have a uh, yeah i'm sorry but i have a bunch of books at home that are like about you're gonna nature. be pissed when you find out human beings are part of nature <laughs> <laughs> well like yeah i'm taking a break from learning about like you know when you read books and like after a while you're like man we're so up our own ass yeah <laughs> <laughs> like we think like basically like the first 40 minutes of this podcast <laughs> like sure. you know it, we could have talked about the beauty of squirrels the whole time but we're always like i feel this and yeah uh, that's true uh, that's where i've been at lately it's like i want to know what a fucking flower thinks <laughs> <laughs> yeah that sounds crazy you should interview a flower on your podcast <laughs> oh my god that's such a good idea and i'll get aaron eves to be the flower and just high pitch his voice (laughs) perfect (laughs) so okay more nature green space which is i love i love i'm a big fan of both right now yeah Yeah. no free drinks alcoholic (laughs) drinks or any drink yeah i was saying that as a joke but that actually would be great (laughs) yeah um all the food that you eat is uh you know has no uh, bad effect on you yeah um what else is good in utopia jealousy no jealousy (laughs) that's good (laughs) have you ever had an issue with a jealous person or have you been super jealous where you're like this is bad yeah i mean yeah yeah i think so i think it's just like you know and then once you get further away from it and time passes by i think you realize it stems from more insecurity probably than mm-hmm. anything and yeah so no insecurity either everyone's really <laughs> secure <laughs> in their i would love that apartments <laughs> i would love to just um jump off a roof and not know that i was going to die that's how confident i was <laughs> you could do that in this yeah <laughs> uh i would say only let's say one million people in the in the whole planet on the whole planet yeah yeah i would love that Mm -hmm. i would love to see the rest 
decimated. Perish. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one million. Yeah. If you're part of the one million, you get to choose seven people who are, who, of the seven billion who get to be killed. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny. Then there's protests like we are the six billion. <laughs> Sorry. That is it's my utopia. That is going to happen. I guarantee you. with all these new planets, like 12 light years away. Oh, fuck, rich yeah. people going to have like Elon Musk's capabilities. Yeah. They're not. They're going to leave us here to like roast mm-hmm. and eat dirt or uh, it's going to get wild. But this is like a hundred years in a time or away, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully we'll not be alive by then. Yeah. My daughter might be alive by then. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully good health. Hopefully she's one of the rich people. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna teach her now to how to how to be code. completely selfish and aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> and cut off other people that have no empathy. Um for people listening to Utopia to me, and if you're a regular listener, I'll bring this up because I haven't done an episode since I started seeing a therapist no way oh yeah and i want to say that she is awesome but because uh, usually on the i it comes up that i think i'm crazy usually mm-hmm. every now and then but <laughs> that uh, comes up in conversation with you <laughs> that's true i know all my friends are like oh thank god and i told them because is that the first time you've gone to see yeah therapist? really wow not yeah. that i mean i guess that's good though i'm saying yeah it's so funny. Like everyone, it's she's the other day. She was like, "I'm like, so do you think I'm crazy?" You said that to her, straight <laughs> yeah. <up. laughs> yeah. And she was like, "Well, you're neurotic." Yeah, definitely. And I'm like, like I like how therapists are very she's straight up. Really, I like her. She's funny. We laughed the other day. I go like this. I'm like, oh, but uh, here's a new joke I'm working on. What do you think about this? Go for it. This is me telling you, not her. But I go, cool. uh, do, you, do you think it's, is it weird that your therapist always goes, yeah, get my chain? <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyways, okay. I'll save that for the stage. <laughs> no, but like we were leaving, I was leaving her office the other day and mm-hmm. I go, it's so crazy how you are like proud of yourself because you think that you're a really self-aware person, you know who you are and stuff. But, but once you start really digging, like it becomes just this crazy endless like pit or something like it's crazy and she's like oh i know wow (laughs) i love that though (laughs) a therapist being like yeah i know yeah (laughs) it's like what i do yeah it's true yeah imagine how many i'm sure like if you go in and you talk to her sometimes yeah you might think that your situation or whatever you're saying is like extra crazy but considering that she sees you know people from nine to five every day for an hour i'm sure Whatever you say is like That's insane. bottom of... I don't know how people choose that profession, mm-hmm. but I'm glad they are there. Have you ever done it? Yeah, I've done it a few times. Ah, oh, so see, I'm like the only one that... Every, all my friends did it and they were telling me for years ago. It's great. I think it is so helpful. Yeah, I think it's like going to the dentist for your brain. Yeah, that's a pretty good way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I brought it up just because another thing she said, which blew me away sort of was on topic of what you're talking about the Mm -hmm. jealousy and insecurity and stuff because i'm i am like oh at pretty much like my limit of social media now i feel like i've oh yeah been like hovering over for 10 years like you know writing like three or four jokes on it a day and they just disappear and it's nice like people always say compliments like you're really funny and it helps but Mm -hmm. also at the end but 
when you're not throwing those jokes out there, you're still scrolling so much. Constantly. So I was telling her about that, and she was like, and I think it's negative, and I think it makes you depressed. And she's like, so why, why are you spending so much time on social media? And I'm like, well, I guess to procrastinate, like I should be working, but I'm scrolling through and looking for something funny or what yeah it is like it is also entertaining sometimes yeah sometimes you find good like i do find good articles and stuff and videos from them but like but then she was like do you think sometimes that you are looking for someone who's funnier than you so you can feel bad about yourself oh and also it's like (gasps) yeah like an arrow (laughs) just like right through my chest i was like you nailed it yeah oh man i totally think that's a fucking unconscious part of social media i think you're right no, it's not my thing. Well, I'm, yeah, yeah, I think but, that that point is right. Yeah. yeah, isn't that crazy? Totally. That's yeah. Therapists that's the are world like, we live in as comedians, especially. Well, yeah. Again, there is like uh, that very. Usually, a lot of comedians have a lot of similar traits. Obviously, in terms yeah. of just like the makeup of their psychology, I think. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that's crazy. Now I'm just thinking back to myself scrolling through and yeah i think that's probably true (laughs) i know i know it's good i love to be aware of that now because it is like you go on and write a joke and everyone loves it and says nice things to you but then you leave social media like an hour later and you're there you do feel a little rotten sometimes Mm -hmm. it's very yeah fleeting yeah like it's probably like some probably has the same effects as like some quick acting drug or whatever yeah and away in a second yeah and, and you're watching you all like these people your... like fake smiling like on oh. and shit. <laughs> 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 like it's funny it's like you know okay now it's one thing that's we're all learning about these racist white supremacists now or like mm-hmm. donald trump or you know stuff that would outright make you angry Mm -hmm. but it's so funny because you can feel the exact same anger when you see a photo of two regular people in love (laughs) it's almost like the same anger you're like fuck off yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's so brutal yeah i not maybe not the same i want to say yeah i think it's a bit different anger because it's like one's like (laughs) i'm against white supremacists (laughs) and these cheesy lovebirds over here (laughs) yeah one of them is just like this is lame or fake i think is where that anger comes from if you're getting mad at the lovebirds yeah and the bragging stuff is weird yeah exactly and sometimes that anger is just like yeah and collecting points for your love right online you mean like to post something that shows how in love you are and then you get a a million likes yeah yeah i think someone told me once that uh there's like they did something on mice that showed uh, when you get like likes on Instagram or Facebook or something like that, it's like the same as like when a, my, a mouse like licks or takes gets a hit of like cocaine or something like that. It's like something crazy. So oh my god, what are we gonna do? Uh, well, someone took a picture of us from the show last night. Did you see it? I did. Yeah, it's a really Instagram. nice. They're ni- well, like it's they laid it out nice. Sloan, yeah, but they're nice pictures of us. But I swear, okay, I, I discovered it and liked it. Mm-hmm because i guess we're tagged in it yeah and i was like oh that's nice and those are good pictures and then uh probably two times today 
I looked back at that picture to see if there were any nice comments. Oh yeah, I, I'll be fucking honest about that. No, same. Yeah, it's, you know, it's I want like so you're looking for that comment that says Chris Locke so killed funny. me. Yeah, like, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. And there's nothing, and then I start getting depressed, but I didn't even <laughs> fucking know that picture t- existed. Yeah, exactly. It, like, what am I talking about? Yeah, it's insane. It's yeah. the uh, constant want of, like, positive feedback is <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> and uh, I think we're aware of it, but not as deep as, like, I think it is good that we're talking about this, or people are talking about this kind of stuff more now about <laughs> social media. Well, I think it's had such a crazy effect that hasn't... You couldn't really even measure it before because we, I guess, like as never a society, haven't example. been using it yeah. as much. Yeah, yeah. The ancient Romans never had some sort of well, maybe they had. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's buried underground. <laughs> yeah, some true. sort of checkmark tablet <laughs> <laughs> with like an etching of your face and who, mm-hmm. people go around. I bet the adding. pharaoh always got compliments. Yeah, maybe hieroglyphics are just like different emojis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the pharaoh collected. <laughs> smiling eagle man yeah that's true winky eagle man <laughs> <laughs> poo <laughs> yeah that one is straight up the same <laughs> yeah. the poo emoji has been the same since the beginning of time since ancient Sumeria. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh yeah oh cave drawings there you go um oh yeah the ego and the jealousy oh mm-hmm. but you know, I don't know. Maybe there's something better about being a comedian and being in that world because you're genuinely asking for approval as a, for a living. Right. Like so if you're a regular more... person that works in an office and you're wrapped up in that world, is that worse or I don't know. I think, you know, mm, I think it's not great either for, way. Yeah, it's not Just great. in terms of like, yeah, like the fact of going back and searching stuff that you're tagged in or whatever to see if people say like especially nice things. Or I whatever. know. I fucking did that twice today. I yeah. can't. No, I have like a few friends that are. But you also, I think, use it, not you, but like, I guess I'll talk about myself, but like use it as a measure of, you know, if you're respected. <laughs> like you see like who, do you look at who likes it sometimes? Totally. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think that you do like feel good if certain people do and then less good if they don't or if other people do <laughs> yeah i've definitely deleted a facebook status when only boneheads liked it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like oops yeah i uh appealed to the wrong yeah. crowd at that time yeah the irony was lost or something yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny but i do have some friends and also people i know of that are totally successful comedians mm-hmm. that don't have a social media presence. Right, yeah. So it is possible, but there's a part of us that knows that but still doesn't trust that it's fully possible. And, and agents and producers and execs now They're tell always going to want you that they on it. Yeah. yeah. They hit it. They say hit it, put it out there. Yeah, reply to any reply that you get. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Do you have an agent that gave you that advice? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oops, I just remembered that we have the same agent. <laughs> In Canada. Do you have an American agent? Uh, American manager. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I mean, I feel silly saying it, but yeah. It's, yeah. But you're down there a lot. Yeah. Um, 
Okay. Any other? That was, uh, I yeah. I think it was good that we talked about that stuff. That's so. It's been on my mind a lot lately. Mm-hmm. To the point where I brought it to my therapist. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what? Um, any other ideas? Randos. Randos. Looking like out the window the at your kingdom. Uh, no hangovers. <laughs> uh, You're good at this. Yeah, I'm just thinking of stuff that, like, when it happens, I'm just like, fuck, I hate this so much. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Uh, I mostly don't drink anymore, except for, like, occasions like this, because you know how, like, you go to the comedy bar, and then next thing you know, you close it down? Yeah, exactly. And you're like, And Dawn is so nice, but she's, (laughs) like, sweeping and putting up all the the chairs are turned over. (laughs) Yeah. And you're just laughing. You're like, so those would be weeknights. Yeah, and, and then, they're often for comedy because the comedy is just literally every night in Toronto. Yeah, and then my daughter would be like waking up at six, like full of life, yeah, totally exactly. happy, mm-hmm. and I'm pretending to be happy, but I'm like, oh, <laughs> it just felt so stupid after a while. So no, I think that's for the best. Then, like, it's almost like comics should have a kid to just get a bit more organized in that <laughs> yeah. sense. True. Yeah, I'm, I can't imagine how much more productive I would be if I woke up at six in the morning every day it does change things mm-hmm. but yeah even last night like we were saying like i i only had a few we well we drank but it wasn't like non it was not a party it was like you know it was casual beer, drinking but i drink an hours. hour or something like yeah, that. yeah yeah well near the end there i drank a lot and i did a show well that was after the show so yeah that, yeah you had the fucking party that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just tore tow it up <laughs> but yeah i i already feel the hurt like the hangover you mean this morning, yeah. I'm cool now, but it was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it does suck. And it's crazy just like how exponentially yeah, worse it gets. As a comedian, you have to go... As a family man comedian, you have to go on the road to maintain your alcoholism. <laughs> <laughs> you need a hotel to hide. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that bad? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's bad. Yeah. I like that. No hangovers, green space free drinks dude mm-hmm. yeah that counts still <laughs> but that's great if there's no hangovers um all food is good right yeah um no no ads no ads is huge no mm-hmm. jealousy no insecurity mm-hmm. mm. um, one million good? people one million people uh sports are the one million people doesn't affect how good sports are sports are like they're still a high cap high caliber yeah. caliber group of athletes great Mm -hmm. what's your favorite sport Mm, either hockey or football really Mm -hmm. you know what do you wear a football jersey for skater die i do that's what i thought but it's I'm s- I bought it very non-ironically many, or I guess, I don't know, five years ago. Something yeah. Like that. Well, once you said football, it, mm-hmm. I put it together. Yeah. That you would probably like, I genuinely like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, because uh, that's so, I never got into football for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. I think, again, I What got was, you into it? I think my older brother. Oh, really? Yeah. So you really athletic? Big guy? Uh, he's, yeah, he's athletic and was, you know, into sports stuff growing up, but we would just, we know, I guess we played, we like, we would play on the front lawn of my house or whatever, but, um, we would just watch football a lot and yeah, see, I didn't even have friends for casual football. Like Mm -hmm. obviously shinny hockey was big, Mm -hmm. um, pick up basketball and stuff, yeah, baseball, but yeah, I didn't have like football friends really. Yeah. You do. 
I was way too small in high school for the team. Oh, really? Yeah. My team, my school didn't have a football team. I went to football camp, though, for two summers, I think. Was it fun? Uh, I loved playing, like, touch football with my friends and stuff. And then when you had to put on the pads and all that stuff, I was like, oh, this it hurts and sucks. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't really want to be a football player. I just like playing football with my friends. Yeah. But I love watching professional football, even a lot, though... A lot of kids, because high school is so big in the States, like, a lot of those kids genuinely get killed. Yeah, it's... Insane. Imagine that's how your kid get, got killed. Yeah, it's like... And now, the more you learn about football, it's like, oh, it's horrible for you. And yeah. it literally ruins... Can ruin your life or end your life, yeah. Yeah. And a lot of the NFLers are genuine criminals. They're like pirates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, it kind of makes you queasy that you are rooting so hard and are like spending money on this sport. Yeah. For uh, a man that literally attacks like, his wife with a dog. And like, <laughs> obviously the NFL is a very big, like Republican, so like very conservative, anti, like you know anti-gay and yeah. like racist like just like yeah. super stuff that is if you really knew their views on stuff i think would make you yeah that aspect be makes you uncomfortable because yeah. it's like the rich people like yeah mm. yeah Ugh. yeah well people have always treated like athletes like in a weird way i think it's true pretty, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Football, though. You love it. I love football. Go Broncos. Really? Mm-hmm. Have you done comedy in Denver? I did, actually, yeah. I really want to go. It is so fun. The their, Crom- their big festival is this weekend, too. The High Plains Festival. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's happening yeah, right right now. Yeah. I would love to do it, but I'm, I need like a work cr- cr- uh, visa or whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, it is, yeah, very fun. And Did you go for that festival, or were you just like stopping through? I went for the Crom Comedy Festival. Oh, which I think nice. it was this last year, this year. Yeah, uh, but did you great. travel with them for the whole thing? No, I was because I was already on the West Coast. Uh, I just yeah went from LA to there. Did they ask you, or did you reach out? Well, I just submitted. I'm figuring it out. <laughs> no, no. How'd you score that? I gig? submitted for it. And then. Oh, very nice. Yeah. There, you, because you submitted. Was it, it was Dave like, Ross? Was Dave there? He wasn't part of this one. I think he was part of the Toronto one. Yeah, he came to Toronto. That's why, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but for the Denver one, uh, Ian Douglas Terry, I think, was the organizer okay. and one of the comics on it. Nice. Yeah, um, I really, I've always wanted to go there. It was like the shows were great. It was, honestly reminded me a little bit of the Park Theater. I would say smaller space, but similar, like, crowd, very excited to see jokes. and That's what's so great, yeah. But this odd block is, like, the people here want to get down and mm-hmm. laugh and party and stuff. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, any last thoughts? Um, no. I don't think so. Anything to promote? Uh, Coming up? Come check out skaterdiethotmail.com at Comedy Bar every fourth Wednesday of the month. Yeah, in Toronto. In Toronto, Ontario, yes. <laughs> because I have like two listeners from New Zealand. Right. One from Australia. Oh, I love Australia. So they can't come. If you're in Australia, go see... Clinton Haynes. Yeah, go see Clinton Haynes. <laughs> go see uh, Crab Lab is a great show out there. Really? True. And uh, my friend Louis Dowell. 
go see him <laughs> that's nice yeah you better promote yeah all your australian things to your, <laughs> my australian listeners right now there you go maybe there's one guy will either live in you know melbourne or sydney or adelaide and go I check think out some of those stuff if i look at the statistics i think i've seen it there you go well thanks so much for coming on thanks for having me nice chill afternoon very chill in winnipeg manitoba mm-hmm. nick nemeroff peace guys all right everybody that was nick nemeroff nick What's up? Thanks so much for coming on and doing the show and hanging out and listening. And is it a show or is it a podcast? Write me back and uh, follow Nick at Nick Nemiroff on Twitter because he's super funny. I think I've retweeted him a few times, and uh, you should too. And then go watch his stand up, and also go see the, if you're in Toronto, go see their monthly show, Skater Die at Hotmail dot com. At the Comedy Bar uh, on Bloor Street, and you'll see him and Gavin Pounds being super funny. And that's it. And follow me at Chris Lock Fun. Come on, I got followers. I got jokes. I got stuff to promo. Uh, this is coming out today, uh, or September something. So later September, if you're in Toronto and you're going to JFL 42, I have three shows. Uh, as a headliner of JFL 42. Not a headliner, but like one of the 42. I don't know how it works. I'm not Bill Burr, all right? Uh, I don't even know if he's coming. The thing is, is I got three shows so far. The 21st, the 22nd, and the 27th. And those shows are going to be bonkers. And I have like funny guys opening for me that are like my friends and the funniest. And uh, all that's coming up. And then, uh, yeah, some more comedies coming up. But you can always, t- I always promote it on Twitter. And I'm like also trying to help get someone to make a real web. Hey, if you make a website, just make it for me. I need a website. So, and also at Utopia to Me um, on Twitter. Because we only have like 500 or so followers. But man, that's not what the numbers say uh, when I check how many people listen to this podcast. So just. Be a be a fan and also follow us on Twitter too if you're into it so much. Thank you so much for checking us out, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy. I hope you relaxed this time. Listen, you relaxed and laughed and learned some stuff, and I really appreciate it. Always appreciate it. Uh, I'll see you in the movies. That's not my catchphrase, but uh, it's a clunky way of wrapping this up. You know what I'm saying? It's hard for me to be uh, emotional and vulnerable and sincere. So what I'm saying is. Thank you so much for listening to episode 74 and listening to all the episodes in the past, present, and future. I, uh, I, I, I love you. Oh, my God. I'm embarrassed now. I have to go. So go outside. Look at the sun. Get some vitamin D. Get strong. And touch a tree and tell them that's okay. I love you. All right? Thanks. Goodbye.